Hi, my name is James Pikeway and welcome to Catching Up, the podcast. I am super excited to introduce you to Jason Michaud today. He is here, he was here in Dubai, representing the Canadian space industry. He was at Expo. He was talking at the space convention. Jason Michaud is Chief Executive Officer of Stardust Technologies. You might call him a tech geek who actually gets it done. And he's resilient, he's persistent, he's driven. He's got the nickname The Mosquito because he just doesn't go away and he doesn't give up. You're going to love this conversation. Let's welcome Jason Michaud. Like, why are you in Dubai? I'm here to disturb the space industry. <laughs> I'm the mosquito, as people know me. Oh. Um, but um, I'm the mosquito from northern Ontario, from a little village called Zbreville, with uh, less than 900 people, actually. And um, now I'm in Dubai to represent the Canadian space industry. So hold on uh, a second here. Hold on. Let's back up a second. You come, you live in a village. I lived. You lived in a village. Nine, 900 folks. Yeah. You end up today, <laughs> fast forward, <laughs> representing the Canadian space industry. And hold on, you're a disruptor as well. <laughs> so uh, the disruptor is representing the Canadian space industry in Dubai today. Well, I mean, it's uh, it's about time that people like start moving and making it more accessible for everyone. And uh, it's um, extremely important to talk about this and really like uh, uh, find a, um, a new way to get creative. And I mean, with COVID and everything, we had to all reinvent ourselves yeah. and really find who we were. And at the end of the day, it, it comes back all to the human factor. Uh, if we're going to go to space and if we're going to um, really put people to live on Mars or anywhere you want in space or even go mining, you're going to have to really like find solutions to help the people to cope with it. Well, this and this is this is something we were speaking about before we turned on the record button. <laughs> and I was I was talking to you as we were heading over here to the Rove to sit down and have this chat. I was talking to you about the fact that what we see on TV when we're when we're looking at space and space travel and the private sector that's now getting involved and 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 is delivery vehicles, yeah. And that's all people tend to talk about is delivery vehicles. Yeah. And that's I mean, hey, that's that's interesting and that's important. But you're doing something that complements the larger environment of living and working in space. Yeah, because at the end of the day, well, thanks. But at the end of the day, it's um, it's extremely important that we really look at those factors. I mean, rock, don't get me wrong, rockets are amazing. Yeah, they're yeah. fun. Hey, uh, David LaFrancoise is going to tell us, yeah, that, hey, come yeah. on, rockets are amazing. Hey, dude. rockets are amazing. <laughs> We're going to do some rocketry shows in uh, competitions in Ontario and in Brazil. Um, but... Uh, the uh, nowadays everyone's just talking about the tourism tourism yeah. but the thing is uh, 
tourism is amazing. It's opening lots of opportunities. But not only that, though, um, I can see that uh, we're going to start having like space hotels, but we're also going to have space uh, uh, habitats that people are mm. going to be living in microgravity. And I mean, as we could see with COVID, uh, people living in uh, the lockdown in apartments, they can't go outside or sometimes they can go outside to walk the dogs or they can still get pizza but in space. Yeah. Try yeah. to order a pizza. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> uh, you could try to find a pizza, <laughs> or 3D print it maybe, but uh, you can't just go for a walk whenever you feel like it yeah. too. So if you're going to be living there for more than a year, you need some form of way to be able to cope with it. And uh, as we've seen um, with uh, astronaut Scott Kelly, it, uh, he, he spent a year in space, and it was really uh, something that was... Um, that was a uh, very challenging uh is to be able uh, you you see earth it's there yeah. but you can't go it's yeah. like uh, and and they're, you know they're up there on a space station yeah. that space station is tiny when exactly. you think about it <laughs> and i one of one of the things when you when you talk about you know astronaut kelly and and you're talking about any of the folks who are up there you know they like to hike they like to bike they like to walk they like to go to the store they like to you know you hate doing housework but you do some of that you hate doing yard work but you do some of that they're not doing any of that now. They're, they've got lots of projects, but in a very confined, yeah. restricted environment. Yeah, well, even like when they do exercise, like a ton of time all day, yeah. they're just pretty much staring at a wall of wires. And me uh, at the end of the day, through our uh, solution, the uh, Eden Project, we aim to provide uh, some form of uh, entertainment and also ways for them to uh, connect more with Earth, whether it's virtual or holographics. Uh, and um, to be able, like, even to be, like, on the treadmill and yeah. be able to, like, be virtually walking in the forest or running in the forest, at least it gives you that perspective, right? So so you're the tech guy. You started off your career as a, really in, in, in cybersecurity, et cetera, tech guy. How did, how did the Eden Project start? And how did that, so how did you go from, from spot one, you graduate out of college, how did you go from there to thinking, you know what? I want to start applying some of this knowledge and these ideas to this vast wasteland of space and thinking about some of the other things that are going on. And then kaboom, the Eden <laughs> Project lands. Um, so one of the things is, uh, since I was, uh, you know, some people can attest to that, but when I was 14 in, um way back in 2006, I always wanted to find a way that I could do something in my life to help people, whether it's police, firemen, or anything, something to empower, and it can sound cheesy, because I'm the cheesy guy in space, eh? Um, and uh, through the use of technology, and I mean, uh, there's, everyone wants to be um, Twitter or YouTuber yeah, nowadays, yeah. and yeah, yeah, nothing that's wrong it. with it, it's amazing, and uh, we need entertainers, Um but, um, and I really love video games, and I'm like, wait a second, like, this video game technology, uh, virtual reality, augmented reality, but especially virtual reality, when it started with, like, the Oculus uh, in the, the um, early, uh, like, 2011, um, there was definitely something that could be done with that, and we studied the technology for quite some time since its infancy to see how can we adapt this mm. to do something positive. Right. Take video game technology and make it something that can really provide a form of coping with mental health. Um, and then through that use of that technology, uh, what we're aiming at doing 
And uh, a lot of people tell me I'm cheesy, maybe. Uh, <laughs> you're, you're allowed to be cheesy. <laughs> um, what we're aiming at doing is really the, the first remote space hug through optics in VR or augmented reality. So you can have... Um, hold on, hold on. Say, say this again. Say this slow so people can get a, a sense of what we're talking about. You went from gaming <laughs> and you love games and, you, and you're looking at this and you're kind of going, I've got an idea here. And this is all morphed into the Eden Project. So describe, say that yeah. sentence again. What what it is that you guys are doing with the Eden Project? What's the team doing? So the the, the main thing our our amazing team is doing is really trying to do the first space hug. Uh, space but not hug. only that, uh, really uh, um, a lot of work based on Sigmund Freud, really to help people cope with uh, mental health through activities okay. and really try to calm them down when they're space and monitor that. But not only that, uh, one of the big things is when you're there, you can't just uh, go walk. I mean, a lot of people during COVID, they would have wanted to just go yeah. and go hug their mother or their, yeah, yeah. Or their family, right? Uh, in space, you can't just take a Soyuz and come back on there <laughs> to a dragon capsule and just, hey, here's a hug. Okay, I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Um, so through the use of uh, tactile uh, haptic feedback and virtual reality, what we're aiming at doing is have um, an astronaut or even space explorers in the future uh-huh. um, and their loved one on Earth wearing the same technology. Uh, so basically to simulate the touch while they're hugging each other in virtual reality. So this is kind of like, this is kind of like, you know, taking uh, a ready two, player one, t- ready player <laughs> one or a 2001 space odyssey. You go into a room and <laughs> there it is. And, Right. Yeah, so basically, uh, you could have your your uh, your little boy, your girl, your spouse, your husband on Earth wearing the same technology, and you give them a hug. They can actually yeah. feel this hug while you're feeling the hug too. And I think this need for um, we have this need for human touch. It's really important. Um, they've um, they've done extensive research on that. And uh, I mean, at the end of the day, we're all humans, yeah, and yeah. we better start acting like we're humans. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this this whole idea of the of mental health in space, because this is the sort of the undercurrent of the space hug. <laughs> How receptive uh, is is the industry at large? to this i would tell you before covid a lot less Mm. uh but with covid it opened a lot of perspectives and uh because traditionally like in the space industry it was always like you gotta be tough and strong and military and basically like hardened so that you're not gonna have like uh mental uh, uh problems in space but nowadays if you're gonna go live for four years on mars okay would you rather be living with a guy that does not care about you, a girl that does not care about you and doesn't want to relate to you and no empathy? Or would you want to live with someone that just really cares and is there to help you and work together? Yeah. Um, and you want that kind of people to work with you. And this is the future generations of either astronauts, but also space explorers that are going to go to space. So I want to back up again yeah. just for a second. <laughs> so we've got the idea of the Space Hub. We've got the Eden Project. We're going to get, we're going to get more yeah, into yeah. that. When I think of Northern Ontario, <laughs> I don't think of these technologies. And I, look, I'm, I'm from I'm from Canada. I I grew up in Ontario, Southern Ontario, mind you, but I grew up in Ontario. And when I think Northern Ontario, where essentially you're based, I'm thinking lumber. I'm thinking pulp and paper. I'm thinking ice fishing in the winter. I'm thinking quadding 
you know, maybe mining. <laughs> mining. Yeah, mining. And I'm thinking, you know, a, a piece of the Trans Canada going through part of, you know, God's country where you've got no cell reception. <laughs> That's good. That's, uh, <laughs> sums it up, right? But, I, but you have turned everything on the head. Again, you call yourself the mosquito. Well, I also think of black flies and mosquitoes yeah. during during the summer. Some people might even yeah. like to say mosquitoes are this big in the northern Ontario. It's oh, not right. true. It, it, it's almost true, though. It's not. It's the size of a Come small on. cat. Come on. Oh, We've God. all been there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so how, how did how did this i mean it's I mean, it's not just you you've got a team you're working with a yes. group of people and you're really shining a spotlight on this talent and this this thinking which when you think about it actually there's of course these ideas originating up up in northern ontario where, where you're from because the environment really provokes people to dream and think and 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 beyond that <laughs> you have lots of time to start is there <laughs> but but how how did that whole construction of your company how did that all happen and 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 the follow up yeah. to that would be i'm just curious what what people are saying <laughs> that i'm the craziest piece of the north uh but uh no i mean uh, a lot of times people will be uh, they'll dream but right. uh, they got to take action and um one thing is um, a lot of people will tell me I'm stubborn like a diamond. Um, and when I say something, I want to do it. I don't uh, want to just talk about it. And uh, actually, my um, Michaud family crest is Ferris ah, Kedzire. Do as you say. Okay. Uh, so I've been trying uh, to live a bit more by that uh, because I think it's important. And if you're going to go into something, you might as well go all in. Yeah. and just never give up um and uh i really want to also create an opportunity for the youth of northern ontario because i like what we did with the the youth in stem education the uh, last uh, uh two weeks ago or a week and a half ago in uh, northern ontario at cochrane ontario and uh beaver house first nations um to give that opportunity to build rockets and uh, to uh, learn physics in a different yeah. way, talk to uh, astronaut on, um, uh, talk to uh, the astronaut, and talk to people that are in the industry. Uh, really opening their perspective. I never had that growing up, mm. and uh, it was uh, you don't talk about space in Northern Ontario. You're not good if you don't work in if you don't live in the states. You're not with NASA. You're not going to yeah. go there. Well, and that's the other side because and I mean that's underpinning this whole thing is when I think Northern Ontario, <laughs> you're not thinking rockets. You're thinking. Maybe. NASA, you get, you, but that, you know, you're thinking south of the border. Yeah. You're thinking yeah. we don't do that in Canada. I mean, yes, we have the Canadian Space Agency, and yes, we, you know, Canada Arm. We all know, and yes, there's a whole <laughs> bunch of research. We just never talk about it. I mean, unless you're in that circle, and I, and like I said, I never this whole idea of inspiring and getting, you know, drawing on that talent that's there and making it happen and saying, let's do it. Why? Yeah. So, so essentially it's like, <laughs> why not is what, what the response was. Why wouldn't we set up a company? Yeah, here? Why not? All the opportunities are there. The land's there. There's um, eager youth that want to uh, have these opportunities. And it's just to spark that interest in them when they're still young, that maybe they won't become a rocketeers or they won't become uh, uh, an astronaut, but we need 
people for space. It's just there's going to be a lot of space in space for people, yeah. and we're, we're going to need space welders, space plumbers, uh, space yeah, yeah. Uh, everything, space entertainers, and we got to inspire that future generation. And it's really about educating because. Um, there's a lot of people that are still like, oh no, why are we spending money on space instead of spending money on Earth and fixing our problems? They don't realize that sometimes what we spend on space comes back 2.5 times back to Earth. Give me, an exam- give me an example. Uh, adult diapers. Okay. <laughs> uh, if it wasn't for the adult diapers that they made for the astronauts, you wouldn't have your adult diapers nowadays or mm. the modern diapers for kids. Or uh, Velcro, or the, even this technology you have in these phones nowadays, or satellites to monitor fires. I mean, they're saving countless of lives, and all this technology is relating to um, to space. And uh, at the same time, for an example, us uh, creating mental health solution. We're not only utilizing that for space but to also help our rural communities in canada and elsewhere around the world to help them cope with mental isolation so we're we're investing into the future of the north as well but Mm. the future of understanding better mental health and how can we provide better solutions for people that are suffering from ptsd or social anxiety and different things do do you also you know in the back of your mind hope that this you know, what you're doing through Stardust and the Eden Project and, 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 because it really starts to snowball, <laughs> that it also creates a motivation for this great talent that's in the North to stay in the North. Because there's... It's important. Because there's... I mean, we've, we, we all have heard it. You know, people grow up in small towns yeah. and they grow up in northern northern Canada. Yeah. And what's their first thing? They, they want to head down to the 150 yeah. kilometers from the border, right? <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, uh, typically, like, uh, all the the youth that want to work in space or anything that are being told you can't do this, they all end up in Montreal or they go down uh, in the U.S. And we lose our talent, and it's because... There's still a lot of people that don't even know we have a space agency in Canada, which is pretty sad. <laughs> it is sad, I isn't mean, it? it's on our $5 bill. <laughs> um, so we got the Canada on our money. Uh, but uh, it's uh, we, we got to get out there and we got to educate people and we really, um, we got to inspire them. It's uh, extremely important. And uh, I think it's a collaboration between government and uh, private companies that's going to make that happen because space is becoming a lot more private too. Um, I'm not. I'm not saying that the government shouldn't be involved. I think it should be a mix of both because with the new industry, it's really about collaborating. It's it, this. This becomes a big challenge, isn't it? When we start <laughs> talking that that public private area, and we talk, start talking about space, and we and as you said. So much of the experimentation, so much of the innovation that goes into things for space yep. pays dividends when it comes back to Terra Nova. Exactly. So what what become the challenges for you guys? I mean, is is it that that government private sector divide and people not <laughs> trusting private sector or saying what's in it for you or 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 no. Everyone thinks it's always about money. Uh, if it was, but about it is money, about money, isn't it? No, if it was about money, I would have quit seven <laughs> years ago. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a long term game, and uh, money's a tool. Money will follow, but it's really 
something that's fun. You, you, you enjoy doing podcasts, right? Yeah, absolutely. You do it, right? You're not necessarily doing this for money. You're doing this because it's a passion. It's a long game. It's a long game. It's a passion yeah. and it's a work of uh, inspiration. And um, it's the same thing for, for space. It's really, you, you're not working when you're doing space. You're having fun. <laughs> Look at Dubai. <laughs> um, and... Um, uh, I mean, at the end of the day, if we can create more technology that can help humanity um, and uh, start a social movement that it's not just about profit for a big corp or putting in a CEO's pocket, it makes a big difference. Um, obviously, it might be trickier if you want to get investors, if you're saying, hey, we want to do social impact and help people because there's a lot of people, oh, I just money, money. I want my return tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, it's a long game and um, it's not going to happen overnight. Uh, lots of sleepless nights. Uh, but uh, we need um, we need more support, though, uh, from the government and uh, really creating these more opportunities for uh uh, small, medium-sized businesses to really be able to shine or even just uh, a chance, right? Uh, because it's very hard to break in the industry. And a lot of people think that, uh, oh, you you got to be like a PhD doctorate or uh, five diplomas to, to be part of the space industry. No, you want to be part of the space industry? Be part of the space industry. Tomorrow, you're space. Uh, you're, you're in law? Well, tomorrow, you're space lawyer. Just do your research. Tomorrow, you're a space lawyer. There's, uh, there's nothing stopping you. You just do it. So what's, what's your background? How did you, when we look <laughs> at your formation, what, you know, what did you study? Computer science yeah. and engineering. Um, so lots of fun with uh, sleepless nights with uh, Linux, uh, Arch Linux, and... Uh, uh, servers, uh, basic programming, and uh, I mean, uh, most of it self-taught um, because uh, I'm, um, let's just say, I had a harder time when I was in class with a lot of people. Very okay. hard to focus. Okay. So I got ADHD. So it's <laughs> uh, if someone's like talking about something over there, try to focus on something. It's, uh, it can be challenging. Uh, but I always love solving challenges and really like uh, uh, this is why space intrigues me because it's all about solving challenges mm. that humanity is going through and how can we make it easier for them. What was the tipping point at, at 14 years old when you said, <laughs> okay, space is me? What was the tipping point? Uh, I, I wouldn't say that I said space is me right away because there's this perception that... Uh, and you're from a small village uh, that you're not, uh, how would they say, you should go mining, you should go yeah. welding, uh, otherwise you're not, uh, you're not going to make money. Or There's no career. Gonna, this is yeah, where you are. You're going to have to move somewhere else and whatnot. And believe me, I heard so many times people move here, move in this city, move there. Um, and now you can work from everywhere. Um, sorry. Uh, and... Um, so really, it's uh, sorry, I'm losing. No, no, we we were just talking yeah, yeah. about you know what that whole that whole impetus was yeah. to to transition yeah, into the yeah. space at so, fourteen. <laughs> no, <laughs> and, and not it, become a plumber. Look, look, nothing wrong with plumbers. No, 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 lots of them in space. And <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're happy that they're there. Uh, they're amazing. Um, the um, a lot of people told me. 
Um, I wanted to, I just, um, I've been, wonder, met wonderful people. I was talking to people on the internet when I was 14 on forums. Um, and just uh, talking like, hey, we should do video games and whatnot. Yeah. And, um, Wait, was that was that a viable area at, at fourteen? You're looking at this. I mean, the video <laughs> games was where was that where you thought you might be going? Yeah, I mean, uh, that's where I thought I was going at first, and um, and then work towards something that could uh, benefit down the line. Uh, but um, video game and software development was really what I was passionate about, and the um, how would I say that the a lot of people are like, oh, don't. Don't go in business. Uh, you won't even last six months. Uh, it's been seven <laughs> years now. So, I mean. And you're in just, Dubai. Yeah, and you're representing the Canadian space industry. <laughs> and here in, in, at, at the conferences. And yeah, you, I you spoke were at, at the, uh, the, the Space Business Forum. It was one full time. More than 100 people. And people virtually attending. And, uh, I mean, uh, it's, it's amazing uh, that uh, I never thought I'd be here. Yeah. Never thought I'd get those opportunities. Because I was always told you can't do that because yeah. you're from a small village and I never let where you're from define you because you can do anything doesn't matter where you're. Have you have you ever gone back? I mean, it's seven years since you've really taken the. It's it's just been change <laughs> over change over change. Yeah. Have you gone back to some of those teachers and folks at your school and sort of said, hey, "Here I am. Look 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 what I've done." <laughs> I. I don't like to brag, no. uh, but it, it's not bragging. It, no. But it's it's as, you, as we talk STEM and as you talk about yeah. all these things, it's kind of like here's a picture of someone <laughs> who, if you'd said in 2006, oh, Jason's going to be doing space and he's going to be part of the space industry and he's going to be talking to people from around the world, they would. I think probably given what you've said most yeah. people would just start laughing so, yeah, 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 right. the guy who can't keep focused because two guys are talking two tables over yeah that, that, that jason yeah yeah okay you know you know what um, let's let's go fishing yeah. right <laughs> yeah i mean uh ego is the enemy but uh i had uh, some wonderful people uh, over my life i met and uh, i was the oddball that i sometimes uh spend more time talking with my uh, great teachers and had good mentors in life and I mean, uh, I even had a teacher in high school told me, like, hey, you should not go to school. And the teachers don't tell you that. It's like you're sitting on a diamond mine. Uh, I mean, with uh, you're just with your thinking, you're innovator. And, I mean, uh, I, I'm like, uh, you know, I don't think people will agree with that in the north, right? You got to go to school. You got to get a degree. You got to get rich. It's, we're always chasing the money, and it's a it's a big problem. We got to chase our passion and our dream and really go for that. Not the money. The money will follow. Um, but firstly be you and do what you love doing because it's, it's extremely important. And I mean, when you're doing it, do it with all your heart because it's, uh, just be all in. It's amazing. (laughs) STEM education. Yes. And you studied computer science and you, you went down in, in a sense that science route. A lot of, a lot of kids these days aren't necessarily doing that. Like we're really, and I, you know, not just these days, I'm thinking back to when I was in high school and stuff. It's not that long yeah. ago, but it was always the struggle. Get kids taking math, <laughs> get kids taking science, get kids taking technology. And let's put this all together. <laughs> what, what do we have to do? I mean, you're, you're looking at it. You've, you've done some STEM events. What do we need to do to inspire the youth 
to take up these challenges that are looking us right in the face? I mean, you got to go from a a young age. You don't wait till they're like done school and Mm. then they start discovering this. You want to inspire the future when they're young. Like kindergarten? Kindergarten, uh, heck, uh, my my little boy got to shoot a, a rocket at three years old. So <laughs> it was it. supervised. He, he did won. not put the gunpowder. <laughs> just so everyone know. Um, you didn't I have mean, Joey Wu standing there saying, <laughs> "Let me show you how this is done." <laughs> uh, but uh, I mean, it's you just put that spark there, right? And yeah. I mean, I never in a million years I thought I'd have these. These uh, we don't think we can get that in the north and other places around the world, and it's really about outreaching. It doesn't matter. Don't put a border when you want to outreach. Create this opportunity. Uh, I mean, we're we're planning on doing STEM in Canada, but also in the United States, Brazil, and other countries. And and uh, I mean, we're we're not doing it for the money. We're just doing it for the future because if the future there's a future in space, it will benefit everyone. It's a long game, but it'll benefit everyone. And uh, uh, the more we're more open about space and we're not fighting and we're not complaining that there's billionaires in space, um, the more people are going to um, start uh, exploring um, um, uh, careers in space or uh, opening it up and making it easier. So, yeah. one, one of the things that I always find interesting is, is you know, things like Oculus and <laughs> AR and I, I, a couple of years ago, this was the big thing. Yeah. Augmented reality. It was the thing <laughs> today. I didn't hear anyone talking AR. I didn't hear anyone talking about this. Is it, it's, it's still going strong. Like this is, yeah. this is sort of the, the backbone <laughs> of some of what you're working with. Talk, talk to me a little bit about this whole augmented reality. It was sexy for a little bit. It's still sexy. <laughs> <laughs> Depends who you ask. I mean, uh, everyone wants the holodeck, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I think um, there's going to be a lot more practical use to augmented reality for uh, augmenting work and uh, assisting so you know how you have someone on zoom and you call your parents you're trying to do the spaghetti sauce you're forgetting ingredients hey mom am i doing it properly um but with the augmented reality you can just put glasses or and uh just they can basically like guide you i mean they're not remotely controlling your brain but i mean yeah. it, it really gives that uh first person view like in video games <laughs> uh to to be able to assist and through that it's amazing but it also provides you like the opportunity to have like uh, a virtual world around us that's uh interactive you want to have a virtual dog running around your uh, your place i mean just that can help with mental health for some people that they live in small apartments and they can't uh uh, they can't have a dog yeah, because you're you're living in a cubicle basically, and uh, you want to be able to um, uh, to 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 have a different way to interact with the world. Yeah. I, I think it's it's just starting, and it's a trillion dollar industry in the making. Um, same thing with virtual reality. We're all talking about metaverse nowadays, and uh, virtual reality is a great platform for uh, again like mental health, but not only that for training purposes mm. because you're using video game technology, uh, which the possibilities are endless because we can create any type of worlds that we want or imagine. There's no limits. You're, it's your creativity. Yeah. You, you want something, we do it. One of the things that I notice as I 
start looking at this industry, it's very fragmented still. I mean, sure, you've got the yeah. big players, but it's it's an entrepreneur's <laughs> dream because it's so fragmented, because not one player controls everything, yeah. and even the big players need folks like yourself to play around with the augmented reality, play around with the haptics. Yeah. Is is I mean, it's like the computer in Windows 95 and 98, <laughs> and they needed software developers to expand on that ecosystem, right? Um, and uh, it's kind of like the early days with the computers where people had to develop these uh, software, and that's where you're seeing like uh, a lot of companies like Facebook and Microsoft really encouraging people yeah. to develop because, uh, I mean, they can't just do it all themselves they'll do some stuff but i mean we gotta encourage uh, a new industry and a new realm of possibility and it's just like the app store with apple uh, uh, there's tons of people they want to make app well now you got the opportunity to do the same thing but with uh, vr and augmented reality how do you keep up with the technology change i mean it's it 2006 technology changed pretty slow actually i mean it was changing but it was pretty slow no, today <laughs> today it's every week you gotta pretty much like just scroll through the news feed every morning <laughs> having your your espresso and just go yeah. through the well, uh the i mean you gotta love technology and not only is it fast but it's it's now accessible and I, is that is that part of a key yeah. of what makes makes oh, this work for you so much more accessible like uh just with uh, the Facebook, uh, with the acquisition of Oculus, like they've tremendously brought the price down. And you're looking at less than $300 almost yeah. uh, to get a VR headset that doesn't even require a computer, <laughs> no phone. You just put it on, you have your app store, and uh, you put a game, and boom, you're yeah. in VR. And you, you don't even need the towers anymore. You're just, you have an empty room, spend the day in there. Uh, so it's, it's like keeping up with the Jones, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I remember meeting someone, uh, when I lived in Maple Ridge in British Columbia, um, just at, um, Jim's Pizzeria. Okay. <laughs> and, was it good uh, pizza? They, oh, it was amazing pizza. Shout out to them. Uh, Jim's Pizzeria. Uh, yeah. There we go. Maple Ridge, <laughs> British Columbia. <laughs> so I, I met this couple, um, their family, they were visiting from, uh, Okinawa in, okay. uh, Japan. And they're like, you know what I like about Canada is it takes a while for technology to, to like, uh, move and that was back in 2009 uh well in japan it's like boom 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 we need the next radio we need that but now we're at that point in canada it's just like you get the next iphone every (laughs) six eight months uh so i mean it's uh it's a hard industry to keep up with um I don't think you need like the new phones every six months. Uh, maybe the phone companies will like me for saying this, uh, but uh, it's uh, yeah. <laughs> do you do you when I when I think of this fragmentation? Yeah, and I think so. I think it's really fragmented. Technology is accessible, and we have people. Yeah. Do you, do you think the key to success is focusing in on your specific thing? So, you know, if you're like Beyond Blue, you focus in on propulsion systems. If you're like yourself, you're focusing in on AR and and really mental health issues and how do we bring that hug in, in the large context to that environment? Do you, do you think focus is the key for success today? Uh, to some degree, uh 
If you're going to be doing something, be good at it and do it mm. good. And mm. uh, But I mean, we have so many companies. Like you look at Microsoft, they do a lot <laughs> of things, right? Facebook, or yeah. Facebook does a lot and they're reinventing themselves. And uh, what's, what's to stop them from saying, hey, Stardust Industries, we, we want you to be part of us because we've got this backbone. <laughs> and really what you're talking about and what you're doing is just a variation of application of our product because i'd say no <laughs> <laughs> why why would you you want to join i'm stubborn yeah. <laughs> i know i'm I, again then you'd okay. get next then you'd get next year's two years from now technology today <laughs> <laughs> yes but the, the 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 issue is then uh we won't be able to coast in uh or the, the direction we like right mm. um it's it's there's i don't like big um the the big corporate idea where it's just money, money, and shareholders yeah. and stuff like that. It's I prefer being able to have that freedom to be like, hey, like we're gonna chase that dream and that passion and make it happen. And sometimes if you're just money, money, you, you lose the focus on the the actual point why you're doing this, inspiring the youth, and why are you doing it. You lose that passion, mm. and uh, and then you, you you ultimately you can't uh, do what you like doing. And I, I think it's uh, very important to be able to do what you love doing. Do you do you think? Because I mean, you you guys are small, but you're not that yeah. small. But you're. So, yeah, mas o menos. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you think that, I mean, from what... what that you, doesn't stop us. Well, no, it doesn't yeah. stop you. But do you think that's your secret weapon is that, <laughs> you know, to, to use that analogy, but that you can you can change directions quick. You're a group of people who are keen at being disruptors. You're very keen at getting into these yeah, things. Yeah, I, I, I think it's uh, very important to be fast because, like, it's a fast industry and... Um, when someone wants a, a quote or they want something done, you have to be like snappy. Like mm. they want it, uh, and they don't want it in six months. They want it now. And um, I guess we have that opportunity because we don't have all that bureaucracy that the government has to deal with yeah. or the giant companies. Um, and I mean, it allows us to be flexible in what we do. And for an example, um, we're not only doing VR and AR. We're adapting the same technologies of the Space Hug to um, where we partnered with uh, Ice Space in um, Luxembourg in uh, Japan in the U.S. And um, um, the uh, University of uh, Technology Sydney and Explore Space Technologies in um, Australia. And uh, we're working on putting the first aptic robotics arm on the rover for 2024, tentatively. Uh, How far are you off from that? It's it's coming. Yeah, uh, I mean it's uh, a lot of work, but uh, we can make it happen. It's just uh, we got to work together because it's all about collaboration. That's why I love space because. Mm-hmm. If you want humanity up there, we all have to work together. Yeah. Uh, we can't just be like, I don't like this guy. I mean, I, I've, I when you go to like the mining industry, it's like, no, I don't want to talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't, it's all an old boys club everywhere, yeah. and we got to disrupt that. We can't just be, we got to work together if we want to achieve stuff. And, um, and remember in school when they're like, oh, work together. And no, I don't like this guy or don't. <laughs> I mean, it's really about collaborating and finding ways and setting our differences aside because that's how humanity is going to go to space. Um, if we um, 
really like uh, there's just going to be so much different cultures and aspects and we got to be able to broaden our perspective not be like oh I don't like what you do there because I mm. do it that way no you yeah. got to you got to be able to understand uh, this um, but um, getting back to the, the robotic arms you'll be able to actually do like the space hug but through your hands, feel yeah. the surface of the moon wow. um, while you're on Earth, and it'll be recorded. So it'll be a great way to inspire the youth. Like just going to schools and be like, "Hey, like, touch the moon without being on the moon." And one day you'll be able to actually touch the moon. We have a lot of talk about Mars, a lot of yeah. talk about suborbital stuff, yeah. but the moon is still there's still a lot to discover there. Oh, it's it's uh, there's so much to China's discover. on the backside of the moon. <laughs> you know, they've got a, a you know, a satellite that's orbiting so they, they can communicate. Yeah, yeah. But there's that whole side of the moon that we're never on. I mean, it's uh, we're we're going to be like uh, it's going to be a big influx, I think, of rovers. Uh, pretty soon, we're going to have robot wars, and uh, <laughs> um, I like my chances with a haptic arm uh, that we can actually manually control. <laughs> I'm just saying, uh, we're not going to start robot wars on the moon. Maybe in the future. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what what are what are the cha- what are the challenges you find as you're dealing with haptics? What are the challenges you find working in that area? Because it, it, uh, it's uh, really um, it's uh, a technology that is uh, still emerging to some degree mm. um, and it's uh, it's really hard to explain to people what it is without them actually trying it mm. and uh, to tell them look if um, I virtually touch you you will feel it without me actually being there so it can be it's kind of like Canada. a 4DX cinema, right? Yeah, to some degree, yeah. right? <laughs> and uh, we're planning a flight. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be in Germany, Cologne, or in Bordeaux, France, uh, for the end of March, where we're going to go on uh, another parabolic flight. But we're hoping to have someone in Canada while the other is in the flight in uh, Europe um, and uh, do that hug or the uh, remotely or the handshake yeah. and uh, to to show that it works. But I've been in microgravity uh, several times too. Um, and it's a crazy experience. I mean, people. Got uh, so, microgravity is when you, you go up in, a, in an aircraft. Parabolic and, flight. And, and yeah. then they, they yeah. do the dive and suddenly you're, <laughs> you're floating. Exactly. I mean, it's like uh, you're going off a roller coaster, but uh, it's like the, the rail. Uh, it's like the roller coaster's going off rail and you're getting air and you're just floating. Or when you're in a plane and you're just like start to lift, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, the downside is the um, <laughs> the negative G's, uh, <laughs> two to three G's, uh, especially during COVID. You're getting it right straight to the head. You can't lay it down. Uh, but uh, the uh, it's it's quite a surreal experience, and I urge people to 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 get to experience it because once you do it, once you don't want to, you, you want to do it again. I've done it three three flights so far, and uh, we we're planning another twenty flights. Uh, I mean, if I could, I would do it every month in Ottawa. <laughs> um, I mean, it, it's so fun and important to me that even when uh, my pickup truck, for an example, um, 
it was uh, I had to drive to Ottawa from the north. I didn't want to take the plane. That was in um, the first year of um, uh, no, it was actually 2021 in okay. COVID, and uh, we were near like uh, the Delta variant lockdowns, uh-huh. and I really did not want to miss my third flight because I didn't know when I would get the next opportunity. Uh, I started driving snowstorm, you know, the north oh, snowstorm. I filmed it. Uh, I stopped by the gas station. I filmed it a little bit. Snowstorm. Um, driving on the highway, not going very fast. My suspension on my truck let go. My tires snap off. Like all oh, it sheared completely clean. Uh, good thing I was not going fast because uh, the, even the tow truck and the police are like you're very lucky. You could like completely flip and no more truck and you're not doing anything. And then I I was supposed to be in Ottawa for like 4 p.m. Uh, ended up uh, being there but 2 a.m. Uh, but uh, I had all the odds stacking against me. It's like hey, there's no rent company there's nothing out there right now in COVID and uh, especially they don't want you to uh, rent the car and leave it in Ottawa or whatnot because then we don't have any more in the north (laughs) right Um, and I'm like oh well uh, (laughs) don't stress about it there's uh, I'm not dead I'm alive and uh, I can still make that Uh, everyone's like you should turn around (laughs) and uh so I had a good friend of mine that lives in uh, uh, around the New Lisker pick me up and uh, he he ended up in the ditch just before me not too too far from me oh no uh, so he got pulled out the cops are like yeah we're going to see another person that's there so anyways uh, the uh, he picked me up after that incident uh, and then uh, my brother just turned uh, he just finished work and he was on his day off I'm like hey uh, I really need a ride to Ottawa you want to come and he's never been in Ottawa or his pickup truck in Ottawa, right? So it's like, yeah, why not? <laughs> we go to Ottawa and uh, we come back the next day after the parabolic flight and uh, I made it. I would have not missed that for the world because it's just such an inspiring and really fun yeah. time. Oh, man. Incredible story. <laughs> I got lots of stories. <laughs> when, when you, I mean, that's obviously one of the highlights of things you've been working on. Give us another. Give us another inspirational highlight. <laughs> inspirational. Yeah, something that. Yeah, I, I'm looking for that thing when when the kids are listening, and they're, you know, in their their grade seven class, and they're going, I don't, you know, and everyone's looking at them, going, well, what are you going to do when you finish school? And they're going, oh yeah, with the pressure they're on. So they're going to say, you know, I know I this, think I this guy named Jason. <laughs> I'm thinking I want to go this direction. I mean. Dad start in high school um, there's wonderful associations across Canada uh, like the Canadian Space Society SEDS uh, the Mars Space uh, the, the Mars Society of Canada um, there's uh, there's so many ways to get involved at an early age and um, I, I think to engage in these nonprofits, uh, just like an ambassador role and mm. just be a leader in the community from a young age can very help you get into that industry and really uh, to see if it's for you you know like those clubs in school those those global clubs now that you can get involved with people don't really all know about them but I think it's very important to get involved 
evolve and that's why we got to outreach when they're young to show that these are possibilities. I like that idea, try it out, see if it's for you because yeah, it might not be. It might be. not be for yeah. everyone. I mean, everyone loves launching rockets, right? No one expected those tiny little rockets uh, to, to, to take uh, 300 feet in the air. Um, but uh, sometimes like the lecturing part might not be for everyone. Yeah. And, uh, but that's okay because not everyone, we need people to work on it too. Not everyone's going to be in space, but also know that working for space does not mean you have to go to space. You mm. can assist on Earth. We need administration. We need marketing. We need everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and, and the whole satellite industry. Oh yeah, it's because uh... <laughs> I'm thinking. I'm thinking. You're talking rovers and haptics, and I'm thinking. Hold on. What about what about doing some work on a satellite? And if you've got a, a small arm to help work on the satellite, maybe that's going to become the new thing. They're all self repair. Yeah, and yeah. if you can be sitting at home in Northern yeah. Ontario, drive a little. Uh, uh, we um, drive a little R two D two with the arm, yeah. going around <laughs> space, picking up satellites and fixing them. Uh, my, it's a very tricky challenge because of all the uh, space pollution right yeah. now. And uh, we're there's really creative thinkers right now finding solutions, and uh, I think uh, they're starting to take the initiative because if we don't do anything about it, we won't be able to go to space for a long time. Mm. Just uh, you don't want to go to space and then get ruptured right off the yeah. back, right? Um, so there, there's definitely applications, but uh, uh, for those that like Star Wars, like think about instead of having to send a human sometimes in a dangerous situation yeah. or uh, or even to go mine an asteroid, uh, you don't want the, uh, the the dust, the space dust to like uh, shred your suit and whatnot. Well, you can remotely, you can sit in this uh, the, the spaceship and remotely control your uh, rover or your, um, your droid, if you want, and uh, but you control it. It's not just AI. You can take over it, and at least you remove the human from arms way. We we got the space hug that's going to be happening very soon. <laughs> you know, it, it's, yeah, let's, let's hope. Yeah, it's going to be cool. <laughs> Do you think? I want to go right back to the start. You, you called yourself yourself self-described as a disruptor of the industry. <laughs> do, you, do you think the industry's waking up? Do you think that the, some of the disruption that yourself and others <laughs> like you are doing with smaller industries that are very nimble and that are really pushing, do, do you think it's waking up the larger industry and government to say, okay, hold on, we need to rethink a little bit about how we're doing things? Yeah. I, I believe so. Um, I mean, uh, they, they, they make sure the to know that when my cell phone number appears that uh, close that is Jason <laughs> so they're like no it's the mosquito again leave me alone and I mean they, they kind of have like no choice to like support us now because uh, we're we're going to keep doing this and we're not going to stop and we're we're gonna make sure that all the youth are educated about space across the world and um, you can't ignore that at one point you really got to let's work together not against each other like there's yourself, there's Beyond Blue, those are just two names. Oh, they're amazing people. When I think Canada, yeah. okay, look, we got we got the Canada arm, we've got some great researchers been up there. You know, we we, we had me and Mr. Hatfield was up there doing his stuff too. And I mean we, Roberta Bondar, I mean you just keep going down the list. We've got some great astronauts, some great scientists, and do you think Canada's role in space 
space in the space industry is yet to really happen? I mean, we've done great things, don't get me wrong. No, uh, it's, uh, it's just beginning. Yeah. It's just the beginning of the new space age, uh, the new age, and uh, I mean... The new space age. Yes, <laughs> the new era. Uh, I think uh, it's, there's all the talks about, uh, um, about the arms, obviously, in Canada, but we're not just... We're not just good at making. It kind arms. of just pigeonholes us. And I, I mean, I love that idea that we've done that, and it's. Yeah. It, you know, now let's do other show, things. Yeah, we, we do like, more than just arms. Yeah, we do more than just <laughs> arms for those listening. Uh, I mean, uh, I, don't get me wrong; it's a great bragging rights, and yeah, yeah. Uh, they, they use it in their marketing all the time. I just seen it on Twitter this morning. <laughs> Canada, amazing with the arms and the AI and stuff. And, yeah. Mm, nowhere did they mention the mosquito. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I mean, at the end of the day, uh, there's still room. Um, we we have this opportunity to to be leaders in uh, space exploration uh, by developing the tools that we'll need for tomorrow to to be able to build the ships in space mm. and to mine asteroids so that we can go further than uh, any humans ever been and we have this massive potential of uh, people in the north or other places in canada that are training in mining what yeah. say they can't be trained in space mining yeah. so and i mean we already have the uh, uh, the isolation factor. We're we like uh, we're hibernating for six months. Uh, the winter there, it's yeah. uh, cold and uh, <laughs> cold, dark, quiet. You got to drink beer to survive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. There we go. <laughs> One last thing. You, you've been here in Dubai. You've been been in meetings. You've been at conferences. What are people saying about about your Stardust? What are they saying about the Canadian space industry? What are they? What What's the word? What's the word on the street? Oh, people are like, are you with the CSA? No, I'm not. I'm, I'm Stardust. What? Uh, I mean, who are you? And how are you on the stage in front of hundreds of people? Um, well, there, you know what's funny is global perspective. Sometimes people tell me, we, we think you're like one of the biggest space companies in Canada. And that's kind of sad. Uh, to some degree, because we're not the biggest. Uh, obviously, well, you have MDE and stuff, but there's so many great companies out there that are yet to be. Um, um, they're they're just starting, but mm. they're going to be key leaders in the industry, did, and did, we have to highlight and value these people. Not only the arm, but we got to yeah. highlight all the players we have. Are the, are these small companies like yourself? Because you're a pretty small company, really. Yeah, there's uh, they're a bit bigger than me. Are, are they uh, starting just, to come together though? Or are you guys all oh, yeah. are you starting no. to talk to each other? And yeah, say, well, uh, and I mean this is the opportunity of a lifetime to go yeah. to like what to call that Radu Springs in Dubai, and uh, to to be able to like get together and be like, hey, I'm not the only crazy space person. There's other like Birds me, of a feather me are familia, <laughs> me familia, um, and I mean it's really great to bond with all these people yeah. that are they have the same dream and we don't feel like we're alone anymore. And uh, for all those that are out there and they're thinking I want to do careers in space and uh, I want uh, people think I'm crazy. You're not crazy. You're smart. You're very smart and you keep chasing that dream. 
dream and you make it happen and you follow your heart because it, it's all here. You follow your heart. Some people are going to tell you, you just follow your, your head and that's it. But no, follow your heart. How do people find out more about you, Jason? Where do they go? Uh, so I'm, uh, I just got, uh, I'm very active on LinkedIn. Well, I try to be, I haven't been too, too much this week uh, uh, on Twitter and um, uh, Facebook and Instagram. Um, but uh, just LinkedIn outreach to me uh, I try my best I know for those that I haven't answered right away <laughs> try my best but my inbox is flooded with hundreds and hundreds of messages and I I sleep like maybe two hours sometimes oh, yeah. I only slept two hours last night uh, but uh, reach out to me be a mosquito uh, you know black uh, kung fu panda don't yeah. become the, the, the lion become the, the mosquito Mosquito. <laughs> um, oh man, thank you very much for joining me here. This has been a lot of fun, and I, I look forward to talking to you again about the, the some of the more interesting technologies that you're developing and implementing. And I want to hear if this the space hunt <laughs> happens. Jason, thank you very much. Oh, thank you from the bottom of my heart. You've been listening to a conversation with Jason Michaud. He is the chief executive officer, the mosquito of Stardust Technologies. They are poised to be collaborating on the haptic hug. (laughs) There's nothing but motivation from this guy and nothing stops the mosquito. He will even drive through the snow to get to his dream. You've been listening to Catching Up. My name's James Pikeway. Share the link. Scroll down if you want to get his contact details. Thank you very much for listening. So long for now.